Welcome to Confessions of a Homemaker, a podcast where I talk about the real and raw things in the light of biblical truths. Like, can we just grab all of these things that people want to talk about and let's just grab a seat at the table, or in this case, the mic, and let's let's talk about it. So, pre-warning, it's going to get salty, <laughs> it's going to get real, and that's okay. So whatever you need to do, buckle up and let's do it. Hey, 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 lady. Thank you so much for joining me today and for coming to listen to um, this podcast today. I am your host, Haley Lindbergh, and I am so thankful that you are here. All right, all right. Part two of frugal to be or not to be. Um, so the first, <laughs> the first one was, part one was literally just me rambling and just kind of, you know, putting the foundation out there of that this is a heart posture issue. So, um, anyway, and I'm, I'm trying to just be accountable to record these. So, um, it was kind of just a, let's get this going kind of thing. So, um, we're going to, we're going to keep going. So a really, really good book, um, that I, you don't have to read it, but, um, when I was when I was starting my frugal journey, I was not a mom. Um, at that point, it was just we were newly married and super poor, and uh, living in California, Central Coast of California, super poor. I was finishing college, um, just a really spot, really really weird spot financially. So learning how to do uh, finances as you know one new newly married couple. Two, um, we both had never really lived on our own at this point yet. Um, and three, because we were 20 and 21. So, and then three, um, how do we do this to, um, in, in a Christian way, in a, in a biblical way, how do we do this finance thing? So I looked on Pinterest, I read blog posts, my mother-in-law gave me a book called Miserly Moms, um, and I wasn't a mom yet, but just, it's a really good book. So, um, at this point, cause this is like almost eight years ago, so I was not really into YouTubing or podcasting. Like I knew, I know those things were there. It's just at that time in my life, I wasn't using those tools. So I was mainly just reading blog posts, um, getting advice from other, um, you know, older women that were older than me, um, who had been doing this for a long time. So that's where I got started. And whenever a, a multiple women voiced that I should do a podcast on this, I was like, why? Like, there's so many people that are talking about this, like so many people like you can go on Pinterest you can do this you can do that and and one of my friends um I'm gonna call her out Michelle she was like yeah Haley but 
you know, not everybody do does that, you know, like not everybody does that. Nobody thinks to go on Pinterest and look up these things or, or they don't have time or, you know, the sphere of influence that you have, this is something that you should be talking about. So, um, I was like, thanks Michelle. So thanks Michelle. Um, and then I had another friend, her name's Ashley. She, you know, vocalized the same thing, very similar. So, um, anyway, so we're just, we're going to get going. So of course we're going to start with Bible. So, um, I don't really have like any specific verses. I just, I'm just going to state a fact. So this is a fact. There are 2000 Bible verses on money. Okay. So, and that's throughout the 66 like books, like the whole Bible. That to me just proves that this is something that we should be talking about as Christians. This is, this is something that we should be talking about in the public square. This is something that we should be talking about with people that we're discipling or with our discipler, um, with our spouses, with our friends. Like this is something that should be talked about because if the Bible talks about it, then we need to talk about it. And obviously the Lord has a lot to say when it comes to money 2000 bible verses i was like wow that's a lot like i don't know i was just like 2000 verses um and th that's all over the bible so um one of the one of the verses that um cuz i cuz i kept using the word miser uh in the first episode so miser is someone who is stingy holds everything um, that is someone who's miserly. They are not, you know, generally speaking, they're not someone who's giving or generous or thoughtful. Um, and even if they are, their heart is in the place of, eh, like I have to replace that. Ugh, I don't want to give away. So, um, one Bible verse I do want to point out is Proverbs 23, six through seven. Do not eat the bread of a miser nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Um, and Proverbs, I mean, obviously I would read the whole Proverb 23 because I, mean, I, I would just read the whole thing. I don't like to just, I really try not to cherry pick one verse to proof text what I'm talking about. I, I really am passionate about context. So anyway, I would just read the whole Psalm and um, summarize it for yourself. So um, another scripture I want to focus on is Romans uh, 12 two, that do not be conformed to this world, but have your mind renewed in Christ Jesus. Um, there's a whole bunch of other ways that you could memorize that. Some say do not transform to the age. Um, but anyway, it's it pretty much what it's saying, what, what Paul is saying there in, in Romans. I would just read, you know, like I said, the whole chapter 12 um, is that because it's about Christian living or Christian ethics. Like we are to be different in our thinking um, and how we do things in our life and how do we become different and do it different as unto the Lord is via having our mind renewed and being transformed to the biblical worldview. So, and how God wants us to do things. So with that being said, um, we must renew, reprogram, um, fix, change, however you want to word it, our thinking on money okay money is a tool that is given to us by the Lord okay the Lord gives it to us as a resource as a tool um, we 
Okay, sorry, I had to go get my kids settled on the, the jump jumpaline is what they call it with a water hose. So, um, if the Lord gives it to us as a tool, what are we, so, you know, tools are made to build things to, and I like that terminology because, like, a tool. Okay, so a tool, what is it used for? Like, it, it's tools are used for um, building things fixing things like whatever whatever however you want to word that but but a tool I think of it as if it, if the Lord's given me a tool or the means to do something he's providing an he's providing an asset something to build something okay so what am I building so in this sphere of my life my worldview I am building I'm building a home I am building um gospel centered relationships I am building um a you know, biblical motherhood, like I'm doing all of these things. And in those, each one of those spheres of whatever I'm building, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build and build and maintain, um, a, a healthy marriage, healthy friendships, um, with, you know, anyway, so it's like money can be a tool in each one of those, um, spheres of your life. Um, you know, you want to cultivate a healthy, um, generous lifestyle, whether it's to missions or tithing or, um, you know, people in need in your, in your sphere. Maybe it's like a meal train for a mom who just had a baby or someone who just had surgery. Like, you know what I mean? So if we're looking at this tool that was given to us, okay, like it's not, really mine it's it's given to me and I, I think that's a really good place to have that's where my heart posture goes is it's not really mine the illusion is that it's mine and I can do with it whatever I want um or or an entitlement of I've worked hard for this tool so therefore I can wield it use it do with it what I want when in reality, it really needs to be the other way around. So I think we have, we must, okay. That's number one is we must renew, reprogram, rewire our thinking about money. Okay. So because it's a tool that the Lord is providing, okay, he's giving it. He is enabling us to work hard. He's enabling our husbands to work hard for us to work hard. Um, to, so we must humble ourselves. Okay humble ourself to know that what we have has been given to us by our mighty, amazing provider, God. Okay. So number two is don't confuse frugality with depriving yourself. Okay. So a lot of people, and like I said, in the first episode, you've got the two spectrums. You've got people who are just unwise with it and you've got people who are miser. Um, and withhold things. So it's if if we have this mindset, um, either way you can feel that you're depriving yourself. So um, you don't you're th being thrifty or being frugal, however you want to, uh, or being wise, being a good steward, however you want to word um, what I'm talking about, because everybody has different terminology. Um, about the subject, don't confuse it with depriving yourself. Um, all you're doing is you're learning to 
delegate and manage and steward and and distribute this tool and the, this means to um, operate in the best way possible in every way of your life. So that doesn't. So don't confuse frugality with depriving yourself. Don't get into the lie because when we as humans feel deprived or we feel like something is withheld from us that tends to lead to um really dangerous territory um i call i i've whenever i talk to my friends i call it the the eve the eve mentality where you, what are you hiding from me you're hiding something from me so therefore my humanity comes out my fleshness comes out and i have to figure out what you're hiding from me or what you're withholding from me so I don't think we need to confuse that is that God is not trying to deprive us of anything whenever he's trying to teach us how to be wise with what he has given us and how we should use it for his glory. So um, also you can be very frugal and be generous. So a lot of people, that's why the miser thing is, is nice because I, a good analogy because I, I lean more toward the miserly where I want to hold everything and not give it away. Um, you know, praise God. I'm, I'm not that way anymore, but I was for a long time. <laughs> um, but that to understand that you can be frugal, you can be thrifty, you can be wise, you can be, um, a good steward of what you have and still be very, very generous with what you have. Okay. Um, and all of this, even the frugal frugality, I think this can go along with not only money, but your time, talent, and treasure. Um, I think it's all of them. So, um, you can also be frugal and classy. Okay. A lot of people, for some reason, um, you know, you don't have to like, look like a walking garage sale because, <laughs> or your house, um, not be well decorated or your kids look as nice or I don't know. People just have this weird, um, thing that if you're thrifty or frugal or, um, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's like we, we classify that like people with class have money, people with frugal look, look less than or different or weird. Um, and, and I don't think we need to confuse those either. We don't need to confuse frugality with depriving. We don't need to confuse being frugal with not being generous. And we don't need to confuse being frugal with classy. Um, and also frugal doesn't equal stingy. You're just why now the world might view it as you being stingy because you might be, you know, let's just give a real, real world, real world example. Okay. You're planning, you know, somebody's asked you to go to like a ladies lunch or something and you have politely declined the invitation and they're like, okay. And you, you know, we're adults. We don't have to explain. Um, but people think it's weird if you turn them down or if you, you know, I don't know. Have you checked out the dollar section at the Dollar Tree? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't, you know, yeah, I've looked, but I haven't bought anything from there, you know, in a couple weeks because it doesn't fit my budget or whatever. People assume that you're being stingy with your money or whatever because um, that's happened to me before. Saying there's nothing wrong with saying no or not yet or being patient and not like impulse impulse spending, impulse buying, impulse trip making, or impulse dates with, you know, whatever. It's just, it just gets you into trouble. So, um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, 
be mindful of your wasting. Okay, and this problem, this is more of like tips section. So we've talked about the heart. We've talked about you know um, the Bible. Obviously, has a lot to say about about it in Scripture. Um, and then we've talked about some stigmas and where the source of our money comes from. So this is like the tip section. So be mindful of what you're wasting. So this one's kind of crazy because I kind of mentioned it a little bit in another episode, the managing the household management episode. And I actually had a friend reach out to me and say that was actually really helpful. Uh, I'm going to try that. So be creative. Okay. And this is the cool thing. Creativity does not just happen with music or art or poetry or whatever. Creativity comes in all kinds of all kinds of ways. So I think with with this, I think this gives you the opportunity as a as a woman to be creative about be and being mindful. So being having this awareness in your surrounding that mm -hmm. what am I wasting? Okay, so. One of the first things that I noticed that I was wasting was food scraps. Okay, let me explain this. Throwing away bones to meat. Okay. But I can repurpose that. I can make bone broth, which is freaking huge right now, guys. Like, it's, everything's like, oh, my bone broth. Oh, the peptides of collagen. Like, it's freaking everywhere, right? So, you can make your own bone broth if you just save the bones to whatever you're eating. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? Um, you can make your own bone broth. You can freeze it. You can put it in little ice, like little ice cubes and put it a dollop in, uh, you know, a little, a little, a little thing, you know, two little ashtrays thing in your soup or, um whatever you can be creative so you can either partner with the lord and ask holy spirit to like you know show me lord like help me be raise my awareness and help me be mindful and sensitive to your leading and where i can be creative with what i'm wasting so what am i wasting is this something that i continue to waste and just put aside and actually throw away or is this something that i can be creative and repurpose or um stretch like the stretch the usage of this thing so one of one of the you know like I said the bones the second thing that I noticed that I was wasting that I didn't have to was food scraps so food scraps also is bones but the the outer shell of an onion the ends of a celery um that that you know if you buy the bunny the bugs bunny style carrots um, I cut the end and the top off. You can save those. Um, so what I would do, and I need to buy, I want to buy like those silicone baggies, excuse me, silicone baggies. But what you do is you put all of that in a plastic container. Sorry guys, I keep drinking water. Um, in a plastic container, in a baggie, in a silicone, silicone case, um, maybe beeswax wrap. I mean, whatever you've got, plastic wrap, I don't care what you have. Just preserve it in some way and freeze it. And whenever you have enough, you can make veggie broth. Um, another awesome staple that you should have. So, um, just think, just things like that. So how can I re purpose that. Um, I know a lot of people don't do this in our modern era, <laughs> but um, it's actually making a comeback with like the crunchy mom movement, but cloth diapers. Okay. So cloth diapering not only is an amazing thing 
it's a lot of hard work when they're like newborns, but um, I never cloth diapered in the newborn phase. But anyway, just especially if you're breastfeed, they just poop so much and it's just ugh, it's so much laundry. And when you're doing postpartum recovery, I just didn't have time for that. Like props to the mamas who do it. Okay. But it does save you a lot of money. It, it, it is very, um, mindful of wasting. Um, and three, when they're, when you're done cloth diapering, you could either gift it to a new mom or you can use the inserts, the cloth inserts, um, as paper towels so there, there is fun fun stuff on pinterest guys anyway so there you can actually repurpose them like you can um turn them into reusable cleaning rags um you know freaking homemade cloth paper towels instead of buying paper towels um anyway so just all kinds of fun things that you can be mindful of using um this probably sounds really weird but can you hear that that shaking this is dried onion you can make that yourself if you have a dehydrator which i do i just have not ever made my own dried onion just you know confessions of a homemaker i gotta confess something i have a dehydrator i love it it saved me so much money and it's fun but i've never made dried onions anyway so the little containers um i have actually saved those I've spray painted them, I've painted them, I've saved them to hold bobby pins, to hold something in my purse, like pills or something. Um, I've also saved them and given them to my daughter for like her play kitchen. Um, but then some of them I throw away, so it's like not a big deal if you do. But, um, you know, just be mindful of that. Like you don't have to go buy these imaginary awesome cool things from Alyssa and Doug for your kids to have toys. Like you can be creative and reuse something that you already have. So, um, I think that was really, I think that was it. I think that was it. I am going to do a third episode, um, on like budgeting, like budgeting and, um, having like a plan to delegate your money. But, um, I just feel like this was a topic that I don't want to go on and on and on and on for an hour. If I had a co-host, I would go on for probably an hour talking about being frugal. But anyway, I just have, it's just me. And I feel like 30 minutes is about the time that we have to where I'm not just like chatting your ear off and you don't want to listen to me anymore. So, um, just remember, this is something, your posture toward money is important to the Lord. Um, using it well is important to the Lord. Um, and also, I think the, the way that we view money and use money, I think it's also a great witness to um, the people around us that are not believers. And also, it is a good reinforcing witness to people who are Christian, where maybe the Lord is trying to teach them that. And he can do that through his people to help his people. So, okay, guys, I will talk to you in uh, frugal to be or not to be uh, part three. I hope you guys enjoyed this and that you were encouraged. So please go find me on any platform, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, email. I'm everywhere. So I look forward to speaking with you, my friend.